Blog Talk Radio. Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, June 25th, 2018, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas guess what? A huge success. Well, ladies, of course, it's a glorious Monday, and I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend and that you took some time to joy pamper yourself. You know, those small things that you do to bring joy into your life. It could be a bubble bath. It could be reading your favorite book. It could be just literally taking some rest and getting some sleep, some time to yourself, prayer, meditation, whatever you need to do to bring that joy into your life, the simple things that make you smile, you can make it happen for yourself. Now, as a reminder, if you didn't take the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled for this week are supporting the goals you want to see happen by Friday, then guess what? You need to immediately do so following the show. This will help you to stay focused and, of course, keep clear on your priorities. Now, all this month, our theme has been developing the leader in you. And so for today, our hot topic is finding the leader in you. We've been talking about different ways that you can develop your leadership. And so today, we're going to we're going to talk about being that CEO that you need to be for your company. We're going to talk about reaching inside of yourself and pulling out the leadership skills within you that you already desire, that you already probably have, and, and how important it is to tap into your talent and your potential to be the best leader that you can be for your company. So it's all about learning ways that you can strengthen your leadership skills and, of course, take your business to the next level. Now, of course, in our lineup today, we've got five questions to generate cash in 2018. And, of course, our book club, Book of the Month, The Power of Focus for Women. Um, and we're going to continue reading an excerpt from that. And then, of course, we're going to discuss Finding the leader in you. That will be the last topic for this series. Um, and of course, you can go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on podcast in the top menu bar, and there you will find um, the previous broadcast for this month. And of course, that's such a benefit because you can listen to them at your at your leisure. Now, there are also two other ways that you can listen to Successful Woman Radio. You can, um, if you have an iPhone, you can go to your iTunes account and uh, plug in Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, and then uh, list it as a favorite, and that way you will get notifications when the show is available for you to listen to. If you have the Android uh, phone, again, you can go to Spricker 
And um, let me let me just spell that for you. It's S P R I C K E R Spricker.com, and you can go there, and you can mark Successful Woman Radio as your favorite as well. And if you don't have the app, you can download it on your phone. Okay. And let me just spell uh, the the name for Android. Um, users, let me just spell that correctly. It's Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Again, Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. You can go there and learn all about how you can download the app to your phone um, and or you can listen to Successful Woman Radio from Spreaker. Um, but of course, when you're using your desktop, we would prefer that you go ahead and go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on podcast and we have it right there formatted and ready for you. Now, a lot of people listen to the show, the previous broadcast of the show from the Successful Woman Radio um, podcast, even on their phones from my website. So it's plenty of resources for you to get hold of the previous broadcast of the show. And we hope that you appreciate that because so many people request that from us. Over this last 10 years, we've had more than a half million downloads of our shows. And we're so very, very appreciative of that for people listening to this show. Um, for those of you that are new to Successful Woman Radio, for sure make uh, mark your calendar for every single Monday, regardless of whether it's a holiday or not, mark it for 12 p.m. Eastern Time every single Monday. And, uh, you know, as I look back, I can remember doing Successful Woman Radio show on 4th of July. I can remember doing it on Christmas, I can remember doing it on Thanksgiving, Memorial Day. I, I, I can remember um, doing Successful Woman Radio on several different holidays. Um, and usually we have a huge spike in listeners because most women who are working their full-time jobs are able to be off for the holiday and they're able to plug into Successful Woman Radio. So again, I am just so thrilled and so excited that you are here with us today. Um, again, I'm going to be reading an excerpt from the book, The Power of Focus. A lot of you have commented on that via email, um, saying that you are really enjoying the book and it's really helping you to slow down and, and really evaluate some things in your life that you need to take a look at, some things that you need to improve in. And that's exactly what this book is about. It is literally about you focusing and identifying and getting clear on your priorities and what is important to you. So very, very important. So let's go ahead at this time and go over five questions to generate cash in 2018. Again, five questions to generate cash in 2018. Here's question number one. What must I do to achieve my sales goals this week or month? Again, what must I do to achieve my sales goals this week or month? Now, again, ladies, you know that um, you really should be planning out your business um, on an annual basis. Now, that's not to say that just because you don't you you aren't able to plan out your business for that 12-month period this year that you should just give up and say, well, I'll wait to next year, right? And I know that sounds like, are people really doing that? But yes, they are. So what you need to do is that if you, we are here in the month of June, you need to plan it out from June all the way through December, okay? Very, very important. 
And when you plan it out, you really need to know what your sales goals are for the six-month period from now through the end of the year. Reason being is because then you want to take those sales goals and you want to break them up, right? You want to break them up and you want to um, break them up by quarter and then by month. And then by week, so that you know what you should be looking at. Now, it's your sales goals that are going to help you to find out or figure out how many customers or clients you actually need to bring in each week or month in order for you to meet those sales goals, right? Um, and, of course, what you would do to, to find out what that number is, is you're going to uh, divide the average sale product or service, the average sale uh, for your product or service into the amount of money that is your sales goal, right? That's very, very important. So if your sales goal, for example, was 100 people and your av the average cost of your product was $10, then you would divide 10 into 100, which would give you 10 clients that you would actually need to have in order for you to meet that $100 sales goal. Now, again, I'm just giving you um, an example in trying to use even numbers so that you can easily see that when you come up with the number of clients you need for um, to meet your sales goals, it's always going to be the cost of the average product or service divided by uh, the amount of money you want to make. And then you will be able to figure out how many clients you need uh, to make that happen, okay? Now, that when you find out how many clients you need, what you need to understand is that's, very, that's a very important figure because it helps you to then go ahead and look at how you're going to actually market your business so that you can generate enough interest so that you can close 10 sales, okay? Very important. Let's move on to number two in the five questions to generate cash in 2018. Number two, am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads? Again, am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads? Um, I want to just slow it down right here for just a minute, ladies, and just share with you what I have discovered over this last couple of years. And, you know, I've been coaching and consulting and, and assisting businesswomen now for 20 plus years. Um, and one of the things that I noticed is that as women collectively, when something overwhelms us, we oftentimes will ignore it. Are, are pushed through, but we aren't doing a good job at whatever it is that we are ignoring. Um, and this is the case in implementing the marketing system. Of course, you can't implement anything that you actually haven't completed, right? If you don't have a written marketing system, not in your head, but if you haven't had an, a written marketing system that you have developed based off of sound research, based off of um, your target audience based off of the best ways to market your company, if you have not sat down and created a marketing system, then, then of course, you're not going to be able to implement any type of a marketing system, right? And if, if that's the case, that means that you're currently not really attracting new leads for your business. So I want you, for those of you that don't have a marketing system, it is important enough for you to literally stop everything you're doing 
other activities that you might be doing for your business, whether it's going to a networking event um, or what a social media, whatever you're doing right now in marketing, it's important enough for you to stop and, and, and really um, focus that attention to doing your marketing system. Very, very important because if you don't, then you're going to continually not get the uh, results that you are actually looking for. Okay, let's move forward to number three. Number three is, have I identified a minimum of three new people to talk with daily about the benefits of using my services or products? You know, sometimes as the CEO of your company, especially if you're a solo entrepreneur, um, you may be doing a lot of busy work that really don't have anything to do with the most important things you should be focusing on every single day. And as a result, this has a huge impact at, into the type of money that you're making and also the new customers that you're bringing in. So I want to just let you know that in addition to identifying that minimum of three new people to talk with daily about your products or your services, the three top things that every B CEO should be doing every single day for their business, these, top, these are the top three things, okay? Number one, you should be um, generating new leads, marketing. That is just like number one because marketing is the lifeblood of your company, okay? Very, very important. Number two is that you definitely – Okay, should be focusing on the money and the new products that you have in your company. Um, I can't talk to you about that enough. You should be you should be money driven and money focused. You're in business to make a profit. And then, of course, number three, you should be following up on current clients and prospects. Okay, uh, you have to still maintain a balance between keeping the current clients that you have happy and making sure that they know uh, and are updated on the services or products that you, you can provide to them. And then you should also be making sure that you are communicating with new leads and prospects that have flown, flown into your funnel system, okay? So it's very, very important, those three things. And so oftentimes, Again, a lot of solo entrepreneurs um, have this tendency to be busy being busy, keeping themselves busy in everything but the most important things about the business. And so for, for success, you've got to get more structured than that, right? Um, yes, there's a lot of admin work, and I've had some people to text me and say, Trina, what about um, who's going to get my website update and my social media done? Who's going to do those things? Well, you know, as the CEO of your company, you're responsible for delegating that out. And if you feel that you don't have the budget to delegate that out, then you're going to have to get uh, better with your, your time management and, and the time that you're giving yourself. Because we do, as women, waste a lot of valuable time every single day looking and focusing on things that um, is not really helping us to bring the money in. As a matter of fact, one of the number one things as businesswomen that we get ourselves caught into, um, and this was from a poll that I read in the Home, Mag Home Business Magazine, is surfing the web. We surf the web too much. We sit in front of our computers and we surf and we click on a lot of different things, um, but it has nothing to do with us 
uh, really being effective on the internet, doing our scheduling, our social marketing, and that type of thing. So we need to cut that out during the day. Now, what I can tell you is one of the things that really has helped me, and this was not my original idea. I've heard multiple people talk about doing this. If you have an egg timer or the timer on your cell phone, set your timer for uh, 45 minutes per project that you are working on, right? Um, and do not get up I, inside of that 45 minutes. Don't, don't get up and start stirring around. Um, t- uh, put your phone on voicemail and work specifically uh, as much as you can and efficiently as you can on a, that particular task or project. And then, and then when the buzzer rings, you have a 15-minute break. You should get up and walk away from your desk and, and um, get a snack, get some water, use the restroom, whatever it is that you need to do. And then come back to your desk renewed and refreshed and ready to work on the next task or project, okay? And that's very, very important for you to understand. Um, Here's number four. What are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? Again, what are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? Now, if you'll remember, number one is what must I do to achieve my sales goals? But we're talking about number four. We're talking about In addition to sales, we're talking about other business goals that need to take place for the week in your company, okay? And then last but not least in the five questions to generate cash in 2018, what must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? And of course, here at Successful Woman Radio, our topic all this month is developing the leader in you. And so I will refrain from making comments on this last question and five questions to generate cash in 2018, and I will cover um, a lot of great information as we close out our topic for our theme for this month, Developing the Leader in You. It's 1218 after the hour, and you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show with me, Trina Newby, uh, your host and success coach. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you go visit us over at uh, womenaboutbiz.com. Um, check out the website. We've got great articles and information over there for you to help you start to grow um, your business. I want you to understand, ladies, that you have the power to create your streams of abundance, and it all begins with you taking action. So if you've written the questions down that we just went over, um, take your time and answer them honestly from your gut so that you can get answers that are going to help you to move your business forward. Okay, we're going to go ahead and move on next to uh, our book club, Power of Focus for Women, one of the best books that um, that I have ever read. I really, really love it. And I must say that one of the things that I have on my list this month is to read the book um, in its entirety. I have read the book three times, but there are some things that I really, really would like to go back over. And so I want to definitely encourage all of you um, to get this copy, get a copy of this book and keep it in your success library. Because again, it is probably one of the best books that I have read that will help you um, to really, really get yourself focused, right? And get yourself really clear on what it is 
that you want to be doing um, with your life as a businesswoman, okay? Um, I want to go ahead right now, and I'm going to be reading from page 150, um, and this section is called Flexible Boundaries. The author says, as we've seen, unhealthy boundaries take us can take the form of emotional walls, and healthy boundaries, on the other hand, are more like willow trees. They have a certain amount of flexibility, like the willow bending in the wind. The deep roots, however, provide strength and rigidity. I'm sorry, I'm having problems with this word. Rigidity, so the tree won't fall. Some of your boundaries need to be rigid too. These are unshakable, no exceptions. It's never okay to hit me when you are angry. Like it's never okay to cheat on me, and it's never okay to lie to me. The woman who sets healthy boundaries speaks openly and honestly about her feelings. She stays true to herself. She is trusted and respected because of her integrity. This woman knows who and what is important in her life, and she is clearly grounded by these values. She has the strength to easily say no to anyone or anything that conflicts with them. She takes full responsibility for her own choices and actions, and she never takes responsibility for those who can take responsibility for themselves. This woman loves and respects herself. She knows her worth is not what she does. It's who she is. She fully understands that loving others beyond the point of love leads to resentment. She also knows she is happier and healthier in her relationships when she takes time to care for herself. Is this woman too good to be true? Not at all. Setting boundaries is a learning process. It takes time, but it can be achieved by anyone who is willing to do the work. Are you ready to create the boundaries that will give you more confidence and control over your life? The three freedom fighters. Now, she provides us with three freedom fighters, things that we can use to overcome um, people going over our boundaries, okay? The number one freedom fighter is exercise your no, that's N-O, exercise your no muscles. No, it's a small word, she says, but some women have terrible difficulty saying it. Are you one of these women? We learn to say no at about two years of age. In fact, as a terrible two, that's our job. As we grow older, it gradually disappears from our everyday vocabulary. We learn that pleasing others and looking good is more important. Let me share a well-kept secret. Learning to say the N-word is your job again if you want to preserve healthy boundaries. I've been flexing my no muscle now for several years and have almost mastered it. Although my need to feel usual sometimes, I'm sorry, useful sometimes gets in the way and a yes slips out. However, most of the time I'm dynamite at saying no. This is from someone who's always craved caved into telemarketers, always gave at the front door, always volunteered when asked, and generally felt the need to be involved in just about everything, usually to the point of exhaustion. It's important to understand the reasons for your resistance to saying no. This is part of the cure. Here's something that will really help you if you still have nagging doubts about saying no when it's in your best interest to do so. Before you say yes, Check your intentions. Simply ask yourself, what is my intention if I agree to this request? 
Is it to genuinely help out, to look good, or to automatically repeat old patterns that always cause me stress? And, you know, I just want to stop right here and say, wow, is she on point with this for a lot of women? You know, I talk about this as well, is that as, as a good CEO and leader of your company, there are going to be times that you've got to say no to a lot of activities and things that you may have been previously been involved in, okay? Um, and then the other thing is you definitely need to set um, some type of support statement to prevent you from saying yes when you know you need to really go back and really give it some deep thought. And that is you need to let them know I don't make uh, a yes or no decisions uh, without first having some time to myself to think about it. Um, that's very, very important because people will try and pressure you into saying yes and make you feel even guilty and try to put you into that yes category all because they want you to do it. Maybe sometimes it's because they don't want to do it. Okay, here's number two in the three freedom fighters. We said no, saying no was number one. Number two is choose your timing. She says, when I was at home raising the kids and volunteering or working part-time, most of the household chores fell on my shoulders. I accepted this and felt it was a fair division of work. Then I went back to work full-time. The transition was exhausting and it took me a while to wake up to the fact that I was still doing most of the household chores. No wonder I was feeling resentful and burned out. I sat the family down and told them how I felt and how I wanted everyone to share in the necessary task. They initially responded favorably. Then there was resistance. Then finally, after a couple of months, I noticed how they had adjusted to doing their part. She says, I love setting those boundaries. First, Choose the best time to sit down face-to-face -face with the individual or people you want to talk to. It could be your husband, boss, coworker, elderly parents, family, or friends. Prepare for this meeting. Think about what you want and why and what is the specific outcome you desire. Next, she says, make a list of benefits that the other person will receive as a result of your new boundary, but focus on your own need and be strong. This is an important discussion, so make sure you are not interrupted. Find a quiet location. These types of conversations, she says, are sometimes uncomfortable because you are concerned about a negative reaction or heated argument developing. Be totally sincere with your words and use good eye contact. Express your feelings at the start. And I, I think that's very, very important. And of course, last but, last but not least, she gives us the third freedom fighter, which is the win, feel, want technique. Again, the third freedom fighter is the win, feel, want technique. And for those of you that is just, have just tuned in, we are reading from the, an excerpt from the book, The Power of Focus. And we're talking about setting boundaries. And the author, Fran Hewitt, has provided what she calls three freedom fighters to help you to set boundaries for yourself, Okay. Um, which are very, very important, okay? And, of course, the first uh, freedom fighter was exercise the no, that's N-O as in saying no, exercise the no muscle. And then her second one, I'll get that one for you in just a minute, was choose your timing, 
okay? Choose your timing. And now we're on the third one, the WHEN, W-H-E-N, the WHEN, FEEL, WANT technique. She says, whether at work or home, good communications is important when you are setting boundaries with others. This technique will assist you in being clear when expressing when, what you want. When describes the behavior. I feel describes your feeling. And I want states what you want. And then she gives us examples here. A when example is when you come home from work, you disappear into your office downstairs. I feel ignored and uninvolved. That's the I feel. I want you to ask me about my day. That's the I want. And I must say that as women, especially when it comes to male-female relationships, we're not good about expressing what it is that we actually want, uh, especially when it comes to expressing it with our spouse or our companion. We have a tendency to be upset when they don't react in a certain way, but we haven't really um, used the win-feel-want technique with them. We really haven't expressed to them what we really want. Here's another example she gives of the win-feel-want technique. She says, when I have an urgent deadline or I feel pressured when, or I want you to become more sensitive about this by not adding more to my already full workload. So she's showing you how she uses those three words, when, feel, want. When describes the behavior. I feel describes your personal feelings. And I want states what you want. And you know, um, even psychologists and other experts say that to not cause a person to freeze up and be resistant or negative to what you're saying, you should always keep the conversation in the first person. I feel this when you do this or that. Let them know how you feel, but never be antagonizing or accusatory by saying, you, all you do is this, 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 and this, and you do this, and you do that, because it's going to put them on the defensive. And I think that's what the authors are saying right here with using the win, feel, um, want technique. Um, and she says a word of caution. This is the author talking now. She says, if you're expecting total cooperation when you first set up a new boundary, think again. You may be uh, setting yourself up for a major disappointment. Let's face it. We know it takes time for people to adjust to new situations. Some women are really ticked off when their brand new boundary is ignored, but unless the situation is absolutely intolerable, consider giving the other person a little wiggle room. All habits die hard when it comes to adults. And teenagers, some have selective hearing. Often they don't even remember what you said yesterday. Obtaining agreement for a new boundary is a form of negotiation. To maintain healthy, integral relationships, Adults need to regularly negotiate integral relationship boundaries, okay? Focus on making it a win-win. One thing she says you don't want to do is isolate your family and friends by being too rigid. Like the willow tree, you need to be flexible. Getting everything you want some of the time may be sufficient. Check your position by asking these two questions. How important is this and how far do I want to take it? Okay, so we've just read from page 150, Setting Boundaries from the book, The Power of Focus for Women. I definitely recommend, ladies, that you put this book 
in your success library. For those of you that just tuned in, you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show with me, Trina Newby, your host and your business success coach. Well, ladies, we have come to that part of the show um, where we are going to be wrapping up today our theme for the month of June, Developing the Leader in You. And I hope that you guys over the last few Mondays have been able to take some good notes and give it some deep thought and really ask yourself, how can I implement what I've learned about developing my leadership ability? So today, what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about uh, finding that leader in you. We're going to be talking about that, okay? And we're also going to be talking about um, you know, what should you be doing as the CEO of your company? We're going to go back, back over the information. Um, and I hope that you guys receive this with all the love that I have to give it. Um, because sometimes, you know, uh, you have to come to the realization that you may not be the best CEO for your company because you've never really thought about it from the perspectives that I'm going to share with you today. But I want to first of all just say this. I have learned, you know, I've tried so many business techniques and business models. I've um, I've tried so many ways to market my business, and a lot of the times things did not work out for me. And I really had to set myself down and evaluate. You know, self reflection, self evaluation is so important. And so one day. I sat myself down and I said, am I really being the best leader I can be for my business? Because certain things are just not happening. Certain things are falling through the cracks. Why, why is this continuously happening for me? And uh, many of you who are longtime listeners know that one of the books that I base a lot of my comments off of is uh, The E-Myth, The Entrepreneurial Myth by Michael Gerber. I consider that a business Bible, so you should automatically have it in your success library. Uh, I couldn't have done any better with writing this. this. This is such a profound book when it comes to using it to really change things in your business for the better, right? So as I began to realize that I wasn't the best leader for my business, I realized for the most part that it was because I was keeping myself in the labor role. Now, as many of you longtime listeners know, I discussed that there are three roles that must be played in every business. Those three roles are the um, tech, labor technician role. That's the role that does a lot of the grunt work, the busy, busy work, that busy being busy work. That's that role. And then there is the management role that is responsible for carrying out the directives of the CEO, uh, carrying out the directives of the vision of the company to make sure that the labor role is doing what it's supposed to do. And the manager is responsible for managing the daily workflow, the daily activities, making sure that, that the systems that have been put in place are all working smoothly. Now, that's the manager role. And then, of course, lastly, which is the most important role, is the entrepreneur visionary role. And that role is responsible for the vision of the company, the direction of the company. Um, and, and that role is really, without that role, 
there can be no company. Everything hinges and depends on that role. And yet, oftentimes in many small businesses, it's the, that very role that is absent, completely missing from the business. And so you need to understand being the leader in your business is the most important role. It's really what's going to make you the money, right? And this is where a lot of women get confused in their heads. They say, okay, well, I'm being a good leader and I can check on all these things and I can develop my marketing system and I can go and connect with people and I can make sure all these things happen, but that doesn't always equate to hard cash dollars in my hand. But yes, it does. Yes, it does. In the long run, it is the entrepreneur visionary role that is going to take you and your business to the next level. Okay, you can go to the bank on that one. Trust me, I've, I've done it. I've recommended it to several of my clients who have their aha moments with this process. So it's important for you to understand that. So I'm going to be sharing with you two areas of information. Um, one is five ways to find your inner leadership. Okay, how, how do you go about finding that? And then I'm also going to share with you um, six ways to think like a CEO, okay? And in that process of those six ways, it may give you some aha moments, okay? So first of all, let's go over the five ways to find the inner leader in you, okay? So the first thing you need to understand is to understand what leadership means. What does it mean to be the CEO of your business, the owner who's responsible for taking that business to the next level, okay? So the first of the five ways to find your inner leader is number one, first of all, leadership. And this is what I want to read you. This is what you should be doing as the CEO. You should be making high-level decisions that will enhance your company's growth, you should be creating and leading a power team of qualified individuals to provide services and resources to you, manage the daily operations of your business, and sell the company's products or services. So those are three core areas that you should be, you, you should be using a power team of individuals for. Now, this is not necessarily employees. If you're a solo entrepreneur, you know, most of the time you're going to be contracting certain individuals um, and using their services a la carte as you need them, okay? Uh, but as your company begins to grow and make more money, you see your way to clear a budget to, to contract somebody on a more regular basis. Again, these three things are going to be needed. Um, whether you have that budget or not, provide services and resources. You should be focused on that. Uh, create a power team that can do this for you. Manage the daily operations of the company and sell the company's services or products. The next thing as a CEO that you're responsible for is developing a strategic plan to accomplish the company's vision, okay? And what a strategic plan is, is that it is, it is a more precise plan that identifies the how-to, the blueprint, as to how, for example, you're going to bring in $100,000 for 2019, or how you're going to bring in uh, 2,000 more customers in 2018. So the strategic plan is a blueprint, and it is a how-to um, type of a plan. And then as the 
CEO, you're going to be serving as the ambassador for your company, representing the company at events, meetings, and speaking engagements, finding ways to get in front of potential clients and customers, and developing partnerships or alliances to further grow your company's bottom line. So that's what you're going to be doing. And then, of course, as the CEO, you're going to be keeping a watchful eye on the company's spending habits and the company's budget. Very, very important. So even though you might be a small business owner, okay, you are still in the position of CEO for your business, whether you are a solo entrepreneur, whether you have multiple employees, it doesn't matter. Your company must be a priority in all that you do on a daily basis if you want to accomplish your vision and your goals, okay? Very important. And what I find out oftentimes, again, is I find out that women have this tendency to be busy being busy, but not really having clarity and focus and priority on really what they need to be doing to bring the money in for the week or the month, right? And it's time for, for women to really be honest with themselves about the priorities, okay? Because being a CEO of your company and the creator of your company requires sacrifice from you. It requires sacrifice of your time. It requires sacrifice of some of your personal monies. It requires sacrifice of activities that you normally participate in, right? But you're going to have to... Um, give up some things in order to strengthen your role as the CEO of your company. Here's number two and the five ways to find your inner leader. What type of leader do you desire to be? Now, one of the easiest ways that, that and, and I have, um, I've recommended this when we talk about our five questions to generate cash. I've recommended this several times, but when you look at this question, what type of leader do you desire to be? What you have to do is not only ask yourself that question, but you have to ask yourself what is required of me as a leader for my company. And the only way you're going to find that out is to develop or create a business position description for yourself. Imagine that you are hiring a CEO to come into your company right? And you've got to make a list of all of the reports that this CEO should be giving you so that they keep you in the know about what's going on in your company. What would you have that CEO to do? So whatever you have that CEO to do, that's what you should be doing right now. So having a position description is important. And then you have to ask yourself, what type of leader do you want to be? Now, in my book, there are three types of leaders, okay? There is a passive leader. The passive leader is a person who they pass on being a leader. They are, they are absent when it comes to leadership, and they are doing other activities in their business, such as playing the labor role and the manager role, but they're not really being leaders. They're passive on that. And as a result, 
The passive leader has a tendency to blame everything about what's not happening in their business. They have a tendency to blame that on everybody else, okay? Um, and that's not fair, right? But passive leaders do that, okay? Very, very important, okay? The next type of leadership is what I like to call the sometimes leader, okay? The sometimes leader is the individual who recognizes when the leadership role is missing in their business, and then they'll jump into that role, and they'll start carrying out the functions of the leadership role, but then they jump out of that role and get their, their attention gets taken away from that role, and then they start going back into the labor and the management role, and they are absent from the leadership role. Uh, and then when another emergency happens in the business, then they jump back into the leadership role. And this kind of, the sometimes leader goes up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, and what, what happens with the sometimes leader in their business is that oftentimes the business will make money, but it's not making enough. And so the business is always in danger of closing down or shutting down or failing. Okay. And then this last, type of leadership is the leader that we all should uh, want to be, and that is the proactive leader, okay? The proactive leader. The proactive leader, first of all, is all about action, okay? And what that means is that they have a lot of unshakable faith in themselves as the leader, that level of belief so deeply rooted that it just compels you to take swift and immediate action on all of the ideas and the things that you're thinking about and the things that you need to implement for your company. That's that proactive leader. And the proactive leader never abandons their position as the leadership role, okay? They never abandon that role. Um, very important for you to understand that about the proactive leader. Another thing about being proactive is that the proactive leader does things ahead of time. And this is, you know, this is the type of leader that I strive for and I strive to be. I don't always hit the mark, but I see such improvement in myself. So as you can hear, I'm not hard on myself when I'm a sometimes leader, right, or a passive leader, but I, I recognize it and I immediately kick my butt back into gear um, and try to be as steady and consistent as I possibly can in leading my company to the next leader level. So the proactive leader does things ahead of time. Of course, with that word proactive, um, that means ahead of time. And a lot of women are not ahead of time because we multitask so much. We're always the last moment doing things. But doing things ahead of time reduces stress as a business owner. And we don't need... Um, uh, stress in our in our business. We don't need negative stress, that kind of stress that makes us sick, makes us not want to be in the business, makes us have headaches, uh, makes us just feel low, that, like we don't even want to talk business. We don't need that kind of stress. And, and so being that proactive leader, you do things ahead of time. You plan ahead of time. Okay, very, very important. And then Last but not least, for the proactive leader, 
okay? The proactive leader has their mind on the finances of the business, okay? Very, very important. They have their mind on the finances of the business, and they know at all times what the numbers are looking like. They know what the goal is, the sales goal is for the company. They know how many customers or clients should be coming in on a weekly basis, and they develop reports so that they can constantly monitor and evaluate it, okay? That's what a proactive leader is all about. And you have to ask yourself, what kind of leader do you want to be for your business? Ask yourself right now, what type of leader are you? Are you passive sometimes or proactive? Okay? Um, because you've got to get to the nitty-gritty when it comes to leading your company and taking it to the next level. Okay, let's move forward. The third of five ways to find your inner leader is to ask yourself, what is your leadership vision? Oh, this is important. Leadership vision is simply what is it that you see yourself as in your company? Can you see yourself leading? Can you see yourself speaking before a, a crowd of people as the CEO of your company? What are you wearing? How are you looking? How do you want to present yourself as the CEO of your company? Do people see the CEO when you're talking to them and introducing the company to them? So you've got to ask yourself, what is the leadership vision that you want to have? What are your values? Okay. What are the boundaries? We just talked about that. What are the boundaries that you set as the CEO of your company? Okay. And then, of course, number four and five ways to find your inner vision, and I, I mentioned it early, but it's to create your CEO job description. That's the position description that I talked about where you list what your tasks are, what tasks are you responsible for as the CEO for your business industry, okay? The next way, the, the fifth way to find your inner leader is to bring all of the habits that can enhance your leadership to the surface. In other words, make an exhaustive list of habits, good habits, that can enhance your business and help you take your business to the next level. Good habits that you either have or need to have to take your business to the next level. So very, very important. Do you need better time management, right? Do you need to learn how to say no more as a, as a solid leader? Um, do you need to be able to identify a power team? Do you need to be in the habit of delegating? You make a decision of what those habits are that can enhance your leadership and bring them to the surface and start implementing them. So very, very important. Now, I've just gone over the five ways to find your inner leader. Number one was leadership. Number two, what type of leader do you desire to be? I shared three types with you. Number three, what is the leadership vision? What is your leadership vision? Number four, create your CEO job description. And then number five is to bring all of those positive habits to the surface that can help you enhance your leadership. Let's go ahead and move right into six ways to start thinking like a CEO. Early in this particular presentation part of the show, I shared with you um, what a CEO is responsible for doing. I shared with you some examples of what that was. But now what I want to do is go and give you six ways to start thinking like a CEO. Here's number one, okay? At all times, know what generates the cash coming into your company. 
okay? That's your responsibility. And that has a lot to do with your products and your services um, and the pricing that you set for them and new products and services that you need to develop. Here's number two. Determine the skills required of you to lead your company. Again, determine the skills required of you to lead your company. Well, it goes right back to finding the inner leader in you because in that section that I just read and talked about, number four was to create the CEO job description, right? Here's number three and six ways to start thinking like a CEO. Develop your company vision goals, and action tasks required. Now, this is going to take you some time because this is a part of strategic planning. And it's going to take you a little time, but you've got to know what your company vision is for the rest of this year. You've got to know what your goals are to support that vision, and you've got to know what the tasks are in order to implement and get it done. Why? Because as you begin to delegate to other individuals, this allows you to effectively follow up because you're in the know, right? Here's number four. Set your company goals annually and plan quarterly with actions that will accomplish your annual goal. Now, I'll give you an example. If your financial goal is to generate $100,000 in sales within a 12-month period, then you'll need to figure out how many people you or your sales representatives will need to talk to on a monthly basis in order for you to close a percentage of those prospects. Very important. And here's number five and six ways to start thinking like a CEO. Create a structured follow-up system to hold yourself and your power team. Remember your power team, that's that group of individuals that you've identified that can do various tasks for you in your company. So look at creating a structured follow-up system to hold yourself and your power team accountable, okay? Very, very important. Now, if you're, again, wondering what a power team is, a power team is a group of individuals that have a particular talent, resource, or influence that can help you move your company forward. For a small business, some examples can be administrative assistant, it could be an attorney, accountant, a business consultant, bookkeeper, graphic designer, financial planner, a sales professional, a web designer, and so on. But as the CEO of your company, you must identify a team of individuals that are needed specific to your business needs and your industry. Each of your power team members do not have to be employees. Again, that's important for you to know that because many solo entrepreneurs have a budget, right? A small budget. So these may be people that you are contracting. They may have their own businesses and you're contracting them, but you should know them ahead of time. You never wait until you need something to find the individual to do the job because uh, what I find oftentimes if you do that, more likely than none, you're not going to be satisfied with their work because you haven't found the best person for the position. So you need to meet people ahead of time and have your power team all ready to go. Use them when you need them. And when you don't, they're off working on other projects for their other clients, right? Very, very important, okay? And last but not least, in the six ways to start thinking, number six is to stay focused, ladies. Stay focused. Focus, focusing and having clarity on what it is that you want in your life and your business is most important. 
important, okay? So I want to share with you quickly the seven rules of life action to close this, this out. And the seven rules that I created of life action are daily prayer and meditation, daily personal development, daily time management, daily operations, that's your workflow, that's how the business is functioning, daily connections, that's a minimum of three to five new people that you need to connect with daily, daily follow-up with your current customers and new prospects, and daily journaling and review. Journaling is very important because it helps you to brain dump. It helps you to get all of those ideas out of your mind and onto paper so that they can either be implemented or ruled out as something that you want to work on. So ladies, we've come to the end of the show and I truly hope that you have enjoyed all of this month's theme, developing the leader in you. Remember, Remember, it's so important for you to know that leadership is the key to you making more money, the key to you being successful and driving your business to the next level because you're the person that's doing it. The, the common denominator is you. You are responsible for driving your business to success. So we still have six months left in this year. So this is not the time to give up and say, well, I didn't set my goals at the beginning of the year. I didn't do this or that. So I'll just wait to next year. No, it doesn't work that way. You just get your behind in gear, put on your big girl panties, and let's make it happen, right? That's what you need to be doing if you want your business to be successful. And, you know, I will say this. Sometimes as women, we're not willing to admit that we're tired of the business that we're in. We want something else to do. We want something else to get excited about. But it's okay to do that. You can give yourself permission to say, my, my journey on this particular business has ended, and now I need to move on to something else that I care about. It's okay to do that. It's okay. So I want you to really also make sure before you really start implementing your leadership ability and giving that time this particular business, I want you to ask yourself, right? I want you to ask yourself if, this is the business that you want to be in. I want to keep it real. I'm shooting straight from the hip today. I want you to understand that, that it's okay if you want to start a different kind of business or on a, go on a different journey than other than what you're doing. Because your business is going to require all of you, your passion. It's going to require not only your passion, but your commitment, your time, your sacrifice, and it's going to require that. And you can't give it that if it's not what you really want. You, your inner being will fight it tooth and nail, okay? So I want you to understand that, and I want you to be honest with yourself in asking that very important question of, is this the business that I want to be in because I'm ready to be the best leader, but I want to make sure I'm being the leader for the business that I truly want to have. Well, as I said, we've come to the end of the show, and what I want to say to you um, is that make this a productive week. Uh, success is yours for the taking, and here's to the positive choices that yield you favorable, favorable results. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.